Hi, welcome to Momentum, encouraging women who follow Jesus because your leadership and influence matters. This is Lauren Carreras, and we are here today with Denise Harlow talking about start leading because your influence matters. Denise, tell me a little bit about why we would talk about leadership today. Well, I think leadership is really important for women to recognize because if we're really honest, we're all pretty insecure. People, men are too, but women definitely are. And we often don't think about the influence that we have in life. And you have so much more than you even realize. And as followers of Jesus, it is more important than ever in our world that we really lead and influence whoever we can for Christ around us with love. Okay, so uh, leadership is kind of a, you know, buzzword, makes people, you know, has different connotations for everybody. Not all of us think of ourselves as leaders or even really want to think of ourselves as leaders. What do you say to that? Well, I, I can honestly identify with that because if you do those tests, personality tests, I'm not naturally a D, a leader. Um, in fact, I'm more empathetic with people and I'm super organized. So that isn't my highest gift mix. But my husband did beg me to lead worship at our small church uh, 20 some years ago. And those gifts came out in me as I had to do this job. So I think it depends where you are, what you're around. Being a leader doesn't mean you think you're right all the time. It doesn't mean that you have all the answers. It just means you're really willing to lead, step up, put your gifts forward and influence others. That's how I believe leadership can be defined for us. Yeah. And, and by a, a high D, she's referring to the DISC personality test, which uh, you can find online. It's pretty interesting to take, but it's funny for her because her husband and three daughters are all high D, high dominant. So it's been fun for um, you, mom, I know, to lead your family full of leaders through life. Um, but you've done it. You've done it. And so talk about what leaders looks like at home? Well, I think a lot of leadership actually comes through servanthood um, by serving the people who are around you, loving them. And it doesn't mean you're a doormat by any means, because I've always been about taking care of yourself, which we are going to talk about some uh, down the road pretty soon in our podcast. But I really believe you have to calmness to you when you when you do know you are right about something and explain it why you believe what you believe or why you think something is correct. It doesn't mean that I always give in. But I'm also really willing to say, hey, I see your view. And that sounds pretty good, too. So hey, I'll go with it. So there's different perspectives. I do know some D's who will never give in. So that is not a great quality if you're following Jesus, because I believe loving other people and serving other people and caring about them is a big part, huge part of being a Christian. So you got to make sure you use the balance in that as you lead. But I, uh, I, I do have three girls, as Lauren said, and she is my middle daughter. And I have tried to lead them and at the same time serve them and encourage their gifts. 
So uh, it's been a learning experience for me as well, especially when I stepped into doing worship. At the beginning, I was the only person doing my job. And by the time I retired, I was leading a staff of 11 or 12 with some interns. So it, it was a growing experience for me completely. But I really learned it. Yeah, so it sounds like your initial idea of leadership had a lot to do with assertion and maybe even asserting power over someone else. But you've learned along the way that the more effective way to lead others, um, including leading us at home, had a lot to do with listening, had a lot to do with humility. So how does that how does that play out in your day to day life or how did that play out in your day to day life? Well, one part of it is, I think, is asking yourself, okay, what's my goal here? Am I trying to just be right? Am I trying to have power? Or do I want this kid to grow? Do I want this child to learn? Do I want my team to fill apart? Do I want this worship service to be the best it can possibly be? excuse me, B, or do I want my way just because it makes me feel good about myself? And when you ask those honest questions and your goals are really the right answers, like when I had to sometimes face, wow, do I want this idea because it was mine? Or would this other idea from somebody else be more effective? And if you're honest about that, then you learn Yes, they have a better idea. Let's do it. And I think that looking at what your goal is honestly trying to be is huge in that. Yeah, absolutely. So so questioning your motives, not making it about power. And then you've, you've mentioned at work and at home, um, I think it, it's tricky to feel like um, I am a leader sometimes. I don't know uh, why, but you mentioned insecurity at the beginning. But what you have mentioned is a pretty wide circle of influence. Talk about how do we know uh, who our influence is and how do we steward that leadership? Well, really, if, we're, if we just open our eyes to our life, you can think about who your influence is. I mean, when before number three came along... I was not working outside the home. So my two youngest girls, well, yeah, my two youngest girls, my sphere of influence was my girls, my husband, my neighbors, my MOPS, Mothers of Preschoolers Ministry that we held at our church. And I did not look down on my influence of my children as not being important some people feel like they're not doing something important when they raise their kids. And you are shaping a human life. It's huge. And if Billy Graham's mom would have felt that way and not done what she did, when we when we say her job uh, wasn't that important. I mean, any of our leaders, great leaders and people doing amazing things. So I think you have to really catch yourself with that attitude and maybe challenge yourself by reading some books, more books on whatever area. But one area that was important to my husband and I was influencing our neighbors. 
everybody has some kind of neighbors. And this doesn't mean you are a Bible thumper. It doesn't mean you are obnoxious. It just means you are caring because most of the world is not. So if you just take a meal when you find out a neighbor had a baby or someone new moves in, you just take them brownies or just even if it's store-bought pizza or something you've purchased, who cares? You have showed consideration and some love and care that the world doesn't show. So you have influence no matter where. That's super encouraging. It's hard for me uh, to think highly of my role at home when sometimes I'm home with my 10-month-old baby and it's boring and no one is recognizing what I'm doing and she occasionally smiles and you know good job mom I'm so funny you know but it's it's a it's a mental game and it's easy to get stuck in my own head and think you know gosh I just want more recognition or even to feel a little sorry for myself and wait for my husband to get home you have no idea the day that I had with your daughter, you know, but it's true. If I'm thinking about the influence that she might have on others and getting outside of myself, it's really, it's really helpful. And I need that constant encouragement to lead her just as well as I want to lead my team at work. And I, I do have neighbors. And so I, it's easy to just get sucked up in making the ship run smoothly making sure, you know, the dishes are done and the groceries are bought and become so task oriented that I do forget that there are so many people around me who God probably wants me to interact with and, you know, bless in some way. It, it is true. And if we're all honest, we all get on that boat where, oh, me, poor me, nobody's paying attention to me. That's when I have my worst times in life. I'll, I'll be totally honest when I go to church, oh, nobody's coming to talk to me, and you're outside, oh, nobody's talking to me. You know, what if we just grabbed a hold of that thought, took every thought captive like we're taught in the Bible, and we start looking at people, wow, that person looks really lonely. I've seen that old man walk down the street and poor me, and I just think we need to challenge ourselves. Absolutely. If my dad were here, he would say, does somebody need to call the way ambulance? He's a very compassionate person. But when you start saying these things out loud, you sound ridiculous how much you're obsessed with these things in your own life. And, um, you know, making sure there's, you know, everything goes perfectly and smoothly so that bedtime can happen so that you can get your Netflix show in before you go to bed. You know, is that really what life is about? crazy stuff. So I'm so glad that we're talking about this. Um, It sounds to me like there's a lot of leadership to be recognized in our own lives, that there's a lot of potential for leadership. We always say on staff that leadership is influence. And that is what I've heard you say over and over again. Who do you have influence over? And are you going to think about how you are influencing them? It's true. And, And honestly, I've done the same thing So don't beat yourself up out there, moms. Yeah, I want to hurry and get this over with so I can sit down and have a bowl of ice cream because I can't have it in front of the kids and watch a movie. You know, I've I've done that too. And cut yourself some slack, you know, if that happens now and then. But as a mom who's now a grandma and has no kids at home and a very quiet house, try your best to savor some of those moments and even do some research 
not to um, compare your kid to other kids, but wow, what stage are they at? And this could be really fun watching them grasp this, like what activities you could do with them um, at home. But, you know, moms need to give themselves a lot of grace. I will say that. Uh, God says he gently leads those who have young. So remember that, moms out there. That's great. And um, so so give us some next steps. We're realizing our influence and we want to be better at leading in general, maybe at work, maybe at home. What's what's a next step for us? I would say a next step, and this is my personality, so if this doesn't fit you, that's okay. Just make it work however you need to. But it might be making a list of who you have influence on in their lives and opening your eyes to that and then putting a big rock in your calendar, an intentional thing you might do for a person. Uh, Maybe it is double that meal and take it to a neighbor, half of it. Maybe it's you see that your husband, he is somebody you influence. So it might be even just saying, hey, I know he's been really down at work. We're going to get a sitter this week or trade babysitting and have a night out for a date. Good for the marriage, but good for you. You know, you're influencing on him as well. So that's where I'd start. See who is in your circle of influence. Plan a couple of things that you are going to do or say or even listen to these people. Put them in your calendar. Don't fill your calendar so full that you neglect your own family. We can do that too as women. Um, But I would say that could be just some simple first steps. Put those rocks into your calendar. That's pretty good stuff. So essentially... Look around, see who you have influence over, and then do something about it. <laughs> but I, I like the accountability of just make it happen. Put it in your calendar, put it in your phone, set a reminder, whatever you do, and make it happen. That's great and simple and something that I feel like I can do and I should do. And that's exciting to think about what could unfold from those next steps. Well, and speaking of unfolding, and please, please don't think this is a brag thing because this is so God. But when we first moved into this neighborhood, none of these people in our neighbors went to church or they weren't active in a relationship with Christ, if I could say so. And so we prayed for our neighborhood house by house years ago, and we actually forgot about it. And then a few years, two years ago, we were having a neighborhood small group from our church and it came to mind. And now we have so many families in our neighborhood that know Christ and go to church with us because of that sphere of influence. But it started with prayer and all it was, was not bugging people, but showing them love and care when an opportunity arose. And not avoiding neighbors like we can sometimes get in the in our country because we're so busy. So uh, pray about it. God will open your eyes to some things that you've not been paying attention to. 
That's great. Thank you so much for joining us today on Momentum. Get out your calendars because I know you already know who your circle influence is. Mark down something that you can do and do it and let's be leaders. If you would like more information and encouragement, check out deniseharlow.com or follow Denise Harlow on Instagram or Facebook. We will talk to you all soon.